encourage you to open your Bibles for a few seconds as we close tonight um, to the book of James, chapter 1, uh, verse 2. And I, I know this church, and I know the pastors, and I know this is a well-fed, spiritually church. I, I don't pretend to come to teach you some deep knowledge that you did not know, but I do want to remind you something from a cultural perspective. Amen? Um, in the book of Acts, chapter... 1, verse 2, uh, James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Does anybody have a, a New King James? Do you have a, a rendering of how it says it in the New King James? No? You do? What, how does it say it in the New King James? Uh, first, uh, James chapter 1, verse 2. And it is good to see you. Trials. 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 Now, I, I wanted to use this word because temptation has this idea of, of, of being drawn to a sinful act. Uh, but uh, trials, it's talking about trials, and if we read on, it's talking about trials of our faith. But I want to focus just on this, this knowledge, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Now, my, my wife jumped ahead and stole a little bit of a good story I was going to tell you tonight. And I was going to tell you about Leonardo, and Margie already spoiled my story. So, uh, my wife was sharing, I'll just go over the story briefly. But Leonardo is one of the men I am preparing. Uh, as, as I've arrived to Venezuela, God has allowed me to train several men for full-time ministry. I'm thankful to God for that. But Leonardo is one of these men that came to church while I was on a furlough. I had left the church. Another guy stepped in for a while. He's a Venezuelan pastor. And when I arrived back, he was already going to church. He had already made a decision for Christ. Uh, had a, a physical issue. We, we had to help him out. Took him to the hospital and just able to minister to him for a while. So I was able to build him up and, and, and de develop a friendship with Leonardo. Leonardo's really struggled with God's calling on his life and balancing the provision of God for his life as a national pastor. If I'm going to become a national pastor, how do I make a living? And I say, you need to trust God to provide for you. And this whole living by faith, living, trusting God in the midst of different trials and, and difficulties is a concept that was new and hard for him to get a grasp on in the beginning of his walk with God. And... Uh, just a few weeks ago, I, I called him up, and I say, Leo, how are you doing? He's, he said, I'm doing good, Pastor. Uh, but that, that didn't convince me, and I said, are you eating? Are, are, you, are, you, are you healthy? Do you have health? Uh, is your wife eating? How are your children doing? He has a boy, and he has a daughter. And uh, his tone of voice changed. Now, this wasn't a, an actual conversation. We were conversing back and forth, but... We're using a, a, an app on the phone. It's called WhatsApp. I don't know if you, you I know some people have heard of it. But in Venezuela, it's very popular. So I'm sending audio notes, and he's sending audio notes back. And we're sending notes back and forth. So I say, Leo, tell me the truth. How are you doing? So the next note I get is, Pastor, you asked. All right? I wasn't going to say anything, but you asked. So he says, the truth is, Pastor, we have been eating ma mangoes, green mangoes, as a matter of fact. For the last two weeks. And my wife told you why her, his daughter had gotten sick. They had to go to the hospital try to find, uh, to find the medication. He couldn't find it at the hospital. So he 
looked it out in several places and finally found it. And the cost that they were selling it to was an, a, a higher cost than it was supposed to be, but it was the only place he was able to find it. So he ended up paying his whole month's salary, which wasn't very much at all, to buy this medication for his daughter. You would do the same. You would invest this money to, to make sure your daughter had health. But that meant he had no money to buy groceries. He had no savings in his bank, has nothing in his house to sell that has value. Uh, a desperate situation, if, if you put me in that situation. And uh, as soon as he mentions this, I start crying, and I'm feeling sorry for him. Yeah? Feeling bad. Wow, in my heart. God, why would you allow him to go through this trial? Why would you allow him to go through this time? And he says, Pastor, but I'm not sharing this as a complaint. I'm not sharing this because I want you to send me some groceries. And he said that word. He said, because usually sometimes he'll come to my house and I'll make him a bag of groceries to send home when he comes visit me. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not asking for anything, Pastor. I'm saying it as, as a praise. I said, How, how's that? He said, because the person who gave me the mangoes is the neighbor from right across the street from my house. And since the day that he lives in a property that we purchased, and this property is near our church, and it was a new neighbor, for some reason he doesn't like Leonardo. Wouldn't speak to Leonardo. Leonardo would say, hi, good morning. Man would ignore him, and he had looked for several opportunities to share his faith and just hadn't been able to. And through this need, the family saw that Leonardo and his family were going through a hard time, could tell that Leonardo and his family were going through a hard time. Walked up to Leonardo and said, Leonardo, you know what? The, the trees produced a lot of mangoes. If y'all are willing to come and pick them, you can have all the mangoes you want. And he was saying, God is providing for my family through a man who didn't want anything to do with me. And I, I was reminded by this, counted all joy... When you go into diverse situations, it reminded me of five years ago. I was on my way from Chattanooga, Tennessee, up to New Hampshire to visit a church that supports us there. And as I'm driving, it had gotten all the way up to Saturday. It's Saturday night. Next day's Sunday. I'm supposed to preach Sunday morning. And I'm still a good four or five hours away. No, maybe, maybe short. About three hours away. It's about 6 o'clock in the afternoon, the sun's beating hot, and this one car swerves in front of me, and I slam on my brake. I'm like, whoa, what's wrong with this crazy driver? And immediately I noticed that my front right tire sort of locked up on me, and it started pulling my steering wheel and everything. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. Now not only did this guy get in front of me, but this happened to me. And as, I, as the car continues going, it's getting worse and worse. Now I'm having to step on the gas to move the car forward, and I'm having to take, um, what do you call that, that, go off to the side of the highway, the shoulder, the shoulder, thank you, that's the word. And I'm on the shoulder of the highway going down there, and I'm barely moving along, finally reach an exit, and we creep off the exit, trying not to get anybody's way and apologizing to everybody as we're driving by. We're pushing through this little town, that scared me, and I live in Venezuela. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally nervous looking around, where in the world are we? And I'm looking to see where we're going to go, and I finally pull into this little, uh, looked like a shop that could fix the car, and the guy's like, man, I'm closing down, family's coming, I can work on your car Monday. I'm like, Monday? I need to be in New Hampshire tonight. And uh, 
He said, no, I'm sorry. So I had to get back in the car, turn the car back on, and now it felt like I couldn't even move the car. It's absolutely locked up, and I'm stepping on it full way, and I barely cross the street into the gas station in front. And I'm looking at my wife. I'm, we're not going to make it. I don't, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, look, look, on, look on the phone, call somebody. And it wasn't five years ago. It wasn't, we weren't as savvy. You know, it's like Expedia.com or whatever. No, no. So I'm trying to figure out where are we going to spend the night? What are we going to do? All these things are going through my mind. My wife is looking at me like, what are we doing? I'm getting frustrated, you know? It's just a trial that comes in your way, and you're like, what in the world is going on? I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. Go into the gas station. A kind gentleman says, oh, uh, I had a guy work on my brakes just recently. Let me call him up. I still have his phone number. He calls him up. And uh, this man's from India. He starts speaking so fast I couldn't understand anything he said. But he said, Juan. I said, ooh, I think I understood that. I think he's calling somebody who's called Juan. So I'm hoping, I'm like, fingers crossed, he may speak Spanish. It'd be good because I don't know how to say anything about auto mechanics in English. I, I, can, I can hold my, my, my ground in Spanish a little bit. So the guy shows up, and sure enough, he's from Mexico. And for an hour, we're waiting on his cousin to come with tools to loosen the tire because whatever we put to this tire, it just wouldn't loosen up. It was heated up, and it was just, the, the bolts were just like welded on. What is going on, Lord? What is going on? <laughs> I had to wait for an hour, so I'm sitting down with Juan waiting, and I start asking about his life, and it turns out he had separated from his wife, hadn't seen his children in several years because of alcohol. He began telling me about how alcohol was destroying his life. The conversation got so private that at one point he even said, I tried to take my life last week. And a friend called me and said he had a job and I dropped the rope that I was going to tie up and left that house and I haven't walked back in there. I'm afraid to walk into that house. And I got to speaking to this man, and he said he had gone to church a long time ago. He just felt so far away from God, didn't feel God can connect with him anymore. By the end of the conversation, we were both on our knees, asking God to come into his life, to forgive his sin. And by the time we finished praying, he says, let's try the oil again. And just like butter, you know, everything falls apart. The car's rolling fine. I'm looking at people around like, you saw it locked up, right? Like, Juan, I'm not lying. Regardless to say, what seemed like a trial to me was just an opportunity that God was giving me. And sometimes you just don't see God's hand in the middle of the trials. It's easy to react, to respond wrong, to, to even lash out, but not to count it joy. Not to say, thank you, God because I know you're in control. We know God's in control when we see him do amazing things. Don't you? I mean, haven't you said, praise God? <laughs> I mean, I just got in front of this line. Amen. Praise God, I got a raise. Praise God. That's easy. I lost something. I was just robbed yesterday. Praise God. That doesn't happen very often. Because it's hard to see God's hand in trials. And I, I would like to ask you tonight, just as a reminder from a cultural perspective, has God forgotten the Venezuelan people? Has God forgotten them and just left them on their own and saying, you know what, you all see what you do, I'm going to concentrate on other countries. I don't believe that. I believe God is doing something in Leonardo's life and has a plan and has 
a purpose for what he's taking Venezuela through. And I struggle with even guilt in my life sometimes trying to say, God, how do I help people? How, how do I solve people's issue? Lord, I, this is too much. And, and, and sometimes I can't go to God and say, God, thank you for what's going on. Because in the midst of this, you are saving people. Some people who would never come to Christ unless they were beat down so bad like they are now that they finally look up and say, God, I need your help. I would challenge you today through whatever you're going through tonight, through whatever you've been going through this week, this year, maybe a loss, maybe a a difficult time, that you would try hard to seek God's hand molding your life, preparing you for something greater, even giving you an opportunity to be a witness to someone else because God has a plan for our lives. He wants to use us, and we need to remember in all time to give him the honor and glory because he's going to make our ashes into his glory. Amen? Let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you this evening for just a time of fellowship with this church, a church who has loved us, loved us in a way that that has brought us to to our tears so many times, to know that people have sacrificed so much to give to brothers and sisters in Venezuela, to give for the ministry, Lord. Thank you for this godly church. Thank you for this people who have given, who have understood the need, who have loved us, who have shown us love, have prayed faithfully for us. Lord, thank you for your hand of protection over our lives. And Lord, as we, we go through your word and we meditate just simply tonight, that we would remember always in the midst of our trials to know that you are still on your throne, you are still God, that you still love us and you still have a purpose and that you will complete that plan, that, that perfect plan that you have in our lives, that we would be willing, Lord, to even suffer those times of temptations, of trials, of difficulties, knowing that, Lord, you are molding us. You are taking us through that. You have a plan. And sometimes your plan, Lord, turns out to really impress us. Sometimes we don't even get to see what your plan was. But, Lord, thank you for your protection. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for punishing and correcting us. Thank you for taking us the long route. But that long route taught us a lesson. Lord, thank you for everything you do in our life. Help us to be sensitive to your word, to your spirit as you guide us day by day. Lord, that if, if you bringing us through trial is, is an opportunity to share our faith, Lord, help us not to, to uh, lose that opportunity, but to be faithful witnesses of you. I pray this, Lord, and thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name.